Hello and welcome to Heroes 101. I'm Commander Chu, and today I'm going to be talking about Regar, uh, the support character from World of Warcraft in Heroes of the Storm. Uh, I'm going to be covering playstyle, tips and tricks, when you should draft him, uh, talent options, and you know just some other stuff. Uh, but for oh, whoa, <laughs> before I do that, uh, if I can get my words out right, I just want to give a quick shout out to our producers. Uh, let me just pull them up here. Um, Bradley Falk, Eric Talent Jr., Nick Barnhart, Michael Milia, and Kieran Hodnett. Um, as well as the rest of our patrons at Patreon.com for making this coaching series possible. Uh, you are all the absolute best and just be sure to check your emails because I'm going to be sending you the full MP3 of this session. So it is now, let's see, 5.12pm. Uh, we've got an hour and uh, yeah, let's jump right into it. So obviously i'll be talking about regar right here so i guess first i'll just go over his abilities so his q uh is his main source of healing well actually is yeah primary source of healing uh you can heal an ally with a wave healing for 334 health the wave then bounces two times to nearby allies nearby allies within eight range restoring health to them which is about half of the initial target uh, your W is where your AOE damage comes in. Uh, imbue an ally with lightning dealing 730 da not 700, seven, uh, 70 damage. Oh my gosh. Um, 70 damage to his second... Oh my goodness. Sorry guys, I just came from work. 70 damage a second to nearby enemies, and that lasts 5 seconds. So you just multiply 70 by 5. That's the maximum potential damage you can do to one target. Uh, next is Earthbind Totem, which is his E. Create a totem that slows nearby enemies by 35%. This totem has 217 health and lasts for 8 seconds. Um, and let's go over his traits. So instead of using a mount, Regar can transform into a ghost wolf, ghost wolf with 20% increased movement speed. Basic attacks in this ghost wolf form cause him to lunge at his target and deal 75% bonus damage. Uh, dealing damage using abilities and channeling cancels out the ghost wolf form so let's say you are in the ghost wolf form moving along if you want to put down an earthbind totem it'll automatically bring you out of it um his two heroics are or his heroic options are ancestral healing and bloodless so ancestral healing is basically a huge burst heal after one second heal an allied hero for 1552 health bloodlust uh grants nearby heroes 40 percent attack speed 25 percent movement speed and causes them to heal for 30 percent of basic attack damage done to the primary target, and that lasts for 8 seconds. So, uh, basically, Regar is, you can think of him as kind of an AoE healer. Um, although his heal isn't an actual AoE thing, it, since it bounces to multiple targets, I, I just consider it an AoE healing. Um, one of the unique things about Regar is he's able to lane extraordinarily well compared to a lot of the other supports, so let's just... Look at the support options here. Uh, Uther, Malfurion, Timoralis. Uh, yeah, n I'd say none of these heroes beat Regar in terms of uh, clearing lane. Uh, Tassadar can do it pretty decently well. Brightwing can be pretty okay. Um, but I'd say out of all these supports, Regar has one of the best wave clearer, which is a huge advantage if you're thinking about um, rotations on a map and the early game. Um, and that is one of the reasons why Regar is so strong in the early game. Uh, because he can clear waves by himself or he can do it with allies. Um, and actually, I am going to pull up my iPad here on the screen so you guys can kind of see. Alright, and I'm just going to demonstrate how you should be clearing waves with Regar. If I can get my iPad to work. Okay, cool. Let's see. Alright, great. Oops. Make sure you can see this. All right. So let's say you have um, left, right, excuse my lazy handwriting. So if you got three foot soldiers in the front and three archers, right? Same thing. Actually, I don't need to draw the enemy side. Whatever. Let's just say you're attacking the right side. Okay. So there are multiple ways that you can clear a wave. If you're not in a rush at all and if you're low mana, you just auto attack, you know, the wizard minion first. Pretty standard, then move on to the Archer Minions. But if you want to clear it the fastest possible, what you're going to do is while you're in Ghost Form, you're going to lunge. 
I would lunge at this, this archer right here. So you just go straight to the back of the minion wave. Plop your earthbind totem here. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I want to draw for that. E. Something like that. Okay. You're going to plop your earthbind totem here. Put the uh, lightning shield on the earthbind totem. And then just uh, take turns auto attacking each minion. And I forgot I mentioned this previously, but take lightning bond at level one. Here, let me let me pull hots back up. Let's see. All right. There's Rhaegar. At level one, almost always be taking lightning bond. I mean, the other talents are good. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, you can definitely take wolf run. Uh, that bonus speed is really nice. Increasing lightning shield radius works really well with certain builds, and the totem area range and range is actually really good when you combo with level 16. But if you're going to take any of those talents, I feel like you're kind of losing out on Rhaegar's potential and what you could be doing with Rhaegar. Um, lightning Bond just totally maximizes the utility and the damage that Rhaegar brings to teamfights, to laning, and to camping. So just going to be assuming um that we're gonna be taking lightning bond at level one all right so anyways let's go back go back to the ipad all right cool so drop the um the totem totem right here and then you're going to cast your lightning shield on that totem right and it's important that you have the totem near the center um because the cluster of the minions will be just about the radius of your base basic lightning shield and that's going to do damage to all of them. And as you cast Lightning Shield onto that totem, it's going to self-cast on you with that Lightning Bond 1 talent. So this way, you, in this way, you can clear waves extremely quickly. Um, I would actually recommend uh, you attack the Foot Soldiers first, just because they have more health. So I would like, for example, auto-attack top one, auto-attack the second one, then auto-attack the third one. And then just rotate around. Don't bother attacking the wizard minion because that's just going to die on its own from the damage from lightning bond. Because you have, you basically have two lightning shields going on at the same time, right? You got the one that's going on you and the one that's on the totem. So that's obviously a not very mana efficient way because you are using up two spells. Um, but that is just the fastest way. Oops, fastest way you can clear waves with Regar. Now, a more mana efficient way to do it. Uh, come on, undo. Alright, cool. So let's say you're coming from this way, right? What you're going to want to do is you're going to first um, lunge, but you're going to lunge at the wizard minion instead. So this is the more mana efficient. Uh, it's slightly slower, but you'll still clear a wave pretty quickly. You're going to cast your lightning bond or your lightning shield on your ally minion wave. So... I guess that's something that most people don't realize is you can cast Lightning Shield onto your totem, onto um, a minion, and that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know if you can cast it on mercenaries. I've never needed to do that before. Uh, but you, you could probably cast it on like a bruiser mercenary. I don't know. Uh, but anyways, you're going to lunge at that wizard minion, cast your Lightning Bond on your ally front center foot soldier minion. Um, and you're going to just auto-attack the wizard wizard while attacking the back line, so the, the archers. Now, what this is going to happen is like you, you're going to have your lightning shield right here, right, from the, from the minion. So that's going to damage the front three foot soldiers while you are at the center and you have your own lightning shield. So... Um, your lightning shield will be damaging the wizard and the back archers, um, but the second lightning shield that's on your minion is only going to hit the enemy wave. These these three, so it'll still clear. Sorry, my headset just turned off. Um, so you'll still clear the wave pretty quickly. Um, this is a really good option if you're low on mana or if there's an objective popping up and you need to clear a wave quickly. Uh, that is what I would recommend. Um, it's a slightly different story when the minions are all in a row, like if they're on the path and they haven't stopped for anything. So let me just clear this up. Okay. So 
let's say the minions are uh, let's make the wizard a star and then make the archers triangles all right cool so let's say you're coming from this side right um your regar what you're going to want to do lunge straight for the wizard minion now the wizard minion actually has the lowest health and the lowest damage of the minion wave um but if you just take it out first it's the easy one to take out it's some damage you can get done right away um and while you're killing it your spell your lightning shield will be damaging the other minions as well so once you lunge at this what's going to happen is the other minions are going to cluster around you kind of like that right so you you kill the wizard minion first uh, while you're doing that you plop down your earthbind totem not earthbind totem i guess it's just your totem oh look it came out nicer that time um and you're going to put lightning shield on this as well so you have the two lightning shields going on at the same time um yeah just attack the wizard minion first and then the back archers so that is one of Rhaegar's huge advantages um even in the late game he can clear minions super fast and uh the damage should definitely not be underrated at all um oh hold on let me check this right here oh thank you dark storm and peanut for hosting me um anyways so that's laning real quick for Rhaegar. um actually should i just i should just demonstrate it uh let's go into the try mode oh my goodness the shop has so many items now all right by the way my favorite skin is the master screen middle skin all right let's put hots onto the screen perfect all right and while we're loading uh, i guess i can talk a little bit more about regar so Regar, I would say, don't expect to have that great of heal numbers um, during the game because his heal output it's it's in bursts. Like he's he's a burst healer. You're not gonna have the same numbers as like Brightwing or Lucio. Um, obviously, those oh, actually hold on. Let me. How do I toggle the enemy? Oh, none. There we go. And no ally hero, please. Cool. So, whatever. All right, Lightning Bond. Level one, let's go. So I'm going to jump to the back minion and then use Lightning Bond to clear out the wave. See, like, look how fast that was. I don't, actually, I don't know why my computer's not showing the timer, but that was really fast. It's a really easy technique that you can use just dropping the, um, what is it actually called? Oh, it is called Earthbind Totem. Yeah, just dropping the Earthbind Totem. I'll do it again. So lunge at the center or not the center archer and then alternate attacking and yeah super quick um this is what makes Rhaegar so strong um and i guess next i'll talk about getting mercenary camps so Mer uh, Rhaegar is also fantastic for getting mercenary camps well okay not the boss but for siege camps because of that lightning bond ability so for example let's start here lunge at one of them Put it down and you get the lightning bond so the reason why you want to lunge first before putting down any abilities is to get the bonus damage from the lunge um if you're actually timing it correctly like you just use lunge whenever it's available right after an auto attack it'll make him auto attack immediately um and it's just a ton of damage so like even at level one regard camps like really well i, mean, I wasn't I've, i wasn't even really paying attention too much i was talking uh, but the siege camps are definitely huge because if you're thinking about maps like Cursed Hollow or Warhead Junction, um, some of the bigger maps, oh, especially Garden of Terror, Rhaegar can finish the camp really quickly and then because he can instantly mount up into the wolf form, just go straight to an objective because the, the not bruisers, the siege camps pop up at the two minute point. So I'll just do the bruiser camp real quick for you. Uh, bruiser camps are a little bit more tricky because they do overall more damage and um, you're just going to find that you have to heal yourself so this wizard mercenary is the one that you should be taking out first and then you just want to rotate auto attacking so here we go put that down and then I believe wolf form is right there so notice how the attack animation was super short 
Uh, that's because I immediately used the wolf form attack after a basic attack. And that's kind of what you want to do as you get into a higher level of play with Regar. And I should really concentrate on doing this camp. But as you can see, like, Regar, ooh, I'm a, oh, actually, I died. <laughs> okay. If I was concentrating a little bit more, you can do it. Uh, definitely at level 1 is a challenge for Regar, but as you uh, move later on into the game, it's it's really easy to clear. That was embarrassing that I just died with Regar. <laughs> um, yeah, so that that's how you can clear camps. Um, I think I was like almost done anyway, but that's basically what you do, what you want to do. And of course, that gets a lot easier at level 4 if you pick Healing Totem because you can just plop the Healing Totem down and heal yourself as you're doing the camp and like usually you end up like being pretty healthy by the end of it um in general don't bruiser camp on your own because a uh, regar is pretty vulnerable to getting ganked uh, but if you can do it safely and if it's advantageous for a team go ahead and do it i'd say if you're going to camp with regar stick to just doing siege camps because those are like super easy to do uh, but you know let's actually go into talking about talents because i think i just went straight into how to wave clear with Regar, but uh Regar has a really diverse talent pool and there's a lot of different options you can go um level one i already mentioned take lightning bond the only time i would go any of the other talents was if i was running a specific combo with my team um and if they did not have enough damage i guess or if they didn't have enough crowd control um but, you know, almost always Lightning Bond. It's just so good on Rhaegar. Um, because it's great in teamfights as well. So, level 4, I almost always pick Healing Totem. Uh, because of the team comps that I generally run with Rhaegar on the team. Now, that's not going to be your 100% go-to answer. There are some other options like uh, Feral Heart and Stormwalker's Grace. Although, I hardly ever take Feral Heart. Um, the mana regeneration is good. But... I feel like it's not appealing enough to for me to take it over the other towns. So Healing Totem is my most picked one, and then it would be Spirit Walker's Grace and then Feral Heart. So Spirit Walker's Grace is really, really good, um, especially when you combo it with, I believe, level 13 Tidal Waves. Uh, reduce Chain Heal's cooldown by one second for each hero healed. Um, it works really well in conjunction with that. If you're finding that you need to constantly put out healing, um, especially if the enemy team has a lot of burst damage. So that is especially when you want to take Spirit Walker's Grace because you are going to need that uh, mana reduction later on in the game. Um, but the reason why I really like Healing Totem is because it's, one, it's mana-less, it's a 30-second cooldown, um, and it heals maximum 20% of any allied's health. 20% for free on a 30-second cooldown is just a ton of healing and... I would rarely pass it up. And another great thing about Healing Totem is it also serves as a Vision Ward if you want to use it that way. Now, you don't always want to use it that way, but um, Vision is super important um, a lot of the time. So actually, let me demonstrate that now, right now. Let me actually just set my level to level 20. I can just go through all the talents with you. All right. And close that window. So Lightning Bond level 1. Let's, let's just take Healing Totem for now. So... Notice how I don't have vision over here. If I place the healing totem right there, it all of a sudden gives me this bubble of vision. Now, it's not serving its purpose of healing any unit. Like, it doesn't heal minions. Actually, oh, it is healing the minions. Oh, that's that's pretty cool. Heals allies. Oh, okay, cool. Guess it does heal minions. But <laughs> that's funny. Um, it's really good to use as a ward when you need it in that situation. If the enemy team has a lot of gank-focused heroes, and if you're already full health, your allies are already pretty healthy, and you don't need it, just use it as a vision ward. It's pretty useful. So, for example, right now I don't see any of this area. I'm just going to place a ward here. And now, like, even if I go back, I have vision over this huge area. Um, it's just super useful in that application. And, of course, it, as I mentioned earlier, it does make camping a Headset keeps turning off. It makes camping a lot easier and a lot safer because even if an enemy team were to appear, you have that healing totem and you can even use it as a ward. So, like, I'm just waiting for it to come off cooldown. Um, let's say I'm doing a camp right here. I can place the ward, like, right here. 
So I can do the camp, still get healing, and I have vision over this top area. So it'll allow me to see if enemy heroes are coming in to gank me. And that's one of the biggest utility items in Rhaegar's kit. Um, and that's why I take Healing Totem most of the time. Not to say you can't take Spirit Walker's Grace, but Healing Totem just has a lot of different benefits. Um, let's move on to level 7. Alright, now, because of how the game is played, because of the meta... Because of how many characters have crowd control, you're almost always going to want to take cleanse. It's just the clear answer. Um, let's say if someone's getting pulled and about to get stunned by Kerrigan, cleanse them, walk away for free. Uh, let's say someone's about to get hit by a Ragnaros, so first smash, cleanse them, they walk away for free. I mean, they'll still take damage, but they won't be stunned or slowed. Um, the only time I would take anything else is if I were taking Blood and Thunder. Uh, excuse me. Which uh, reduces the basic ability cooldowns by 2 seconds every time you hit an enemy or just hit anything with Ghost Wolf. And the only time I would take that is if the enemy team doesn't have any crowd control or has crowd control that's very difficult to land. Um, so I would say, for example, enemy team with no crowd control at all, except for like Ragnaros, Sulfurous Smash. Now that's not exactly a great example, but like that's only one form of crowd control. I mean, it is a really big example, but like, you know, I don't know. I can't, I can't think of one right now. Um, or maybe the enemy team just has no, no stuns at all. Then definitely pick Blood and Thunder. Um, the advantage to Picking Blood and Thunder is it'll allow you to increase your healing output, increase your damage output, and increase crowd control. Because by reducing all of your ability cooldowns by 2 seconds, I mean these are like kind of long cooldowns. Like 9 seconds, 8 seconds, and 15 seconds. But the reason why their cooldowns are so long is because they're all area of effect related. Like Chain Heal heals up to 3 different heroes. Um... Lightning Shield deals damage in an area. If you have Lightning Bond, you can do double that damage. Um, and it's it's a lot. Like you saw earlier how fast we cleared the minion wave. Um, Earthbind Totem slows enemies in an area by 35%. That is a huge amount. Um, that's Because mount speed is 30%. So if you're slowing enemies by 35%, it's as if you're even faster than being mounted, chasing the enemy team. So if you take Blood and Thunder... You're going to be able to reduce those cooldowns, get a higher output of healing, um, especially if you go Spirit Walker's Grace, reducing the chain heal mana cost. That's going to put you really high in terms of heal numbers, if you're going for heal numbers. But again, heal numbers is not what Regar is all about. Um, Regar is more of a team fight healer, utility. Um, yeah, really just utility for the team. Anyways, let's move on to his heroics okay so his heroics are pretty huge um ancestral heal is one of the most clutch heroics in the game so after i think it's one second yeah after one second you're gonna burst heal an allied hero for a ton of health it'll usually fill up the health bar of like most heroes except for maybe like tanks and maybe bruisers um but it's a really good way to turn a fight around huh these minions are bothering so I'll just demonstrate again how quickly Regard can clear minions. Look at that. Instant clear. Um, huh. Pop a totem there for them. Um, it can really turn team fights around, especially if you're if the enemy team is focusing down one of your allies. Ancestral healing is really great for that. Um, and it's a great counter to burst damage at times. Although I feel like it's more easily used when the enemy team is sustained damage because you don't have to do that many quick calculations in my head. I just realized it shows that I'm level three. <laughs> Anyways, ancestral heal ancestral heal is almost always the way to go because if you think about bloodlust, it looks appealing, right? Uh grand nearby allies 40% attack speed, that's huge buff in damage, 25% movement speed and causes them to heal for 30% of basic attack damage to their primary target. So doing this can actually in have higher heal numbers or give you higher heal numbers than if you were to take Ancestral Healing um, just because of, the, because of the mechanics of the Heroic. But the thing is, to make the most out of Bloodlust, you're going to be taking a primary auto, primarily auto-attack-based team. 
And the dangers of that in a drafting environment is that it can be easily countered. So if you're playing against an Artanis, against a Johanna, against a Lily, that's going to negate a lot of the potential healing that you could do from Bloodlust. And that's going to leave your allies in a vulnerable spot. Now, not to say that it can't work, um, because it definitely can, even sometimes against those comps, uh, because it's really great for ganking or catching hero uh, enemy teams off guard. Um, but Ancestral Healing is just such an impactful heroic, uh, because it allows you to choose a specific target, how much to heal them, especially if they're really low and running away. It allows them to instantly jump back into the team fight, almost full health. Um, man, I don't even know what else to say. I mean, there are different strategies for how to use Ancestral Healing, but I also don't want to go too far over time um, because we're actually almost at the halfway point. But uh, let's move on. I'll leave the Heroic Picks to you um, because it is kind of like a comp-based decision. Uh, level 13, um, I think all three of these talents are actually pretty viable. Um, Earth Shield, Lightning Shield gives a shield for 12% of maximum health for three seconds. Uh, that goes really well with... Uh, like double tank double tank teams or like a tank and a bruiser team um tidal waves reduce chain heal cooldown that'll be really good for what was i gonna say oh that so that's really strong in um really long team fights so well actually i would say it's more advantageous in burst team fights so let's say if the enemy team has a really high burst damage team so let's say they have like a Jaina plus a Kerrigan plus a Chromie something let just high burst damage if your team is relatively clustered nearby remember that uh chain heal heals up to three targets I believe pretty sure unless like you buff it for something yeah up to three targets um you're gonna be reducing um the cooldown by three Cooldown by three, so that's now a six-second cooldown on your chain heal. That's going to be really going to be really advantageous in those burst healing team fights. Um, couple that with at level four Spirit Walker's Grace reducing chain heal mana cost, um, and then even further if you go Blood and Thunder, that's going to allow you to put out a ton of healing really quickly. Of course, you will lose out some utility by going that build, but if you are playing against a really high burst damage team that is a viable way to go um more often than not i actually pick earth living enchants um when chain heal heals a hero below 50 percent they are healed for an additional 438 health over five seconds so over five seconds is an important thing to note um one of the reasons why i really love taking this talent um even though it might not be as competitively viable as like earth shield or tidal waves for example is because it gives you a higher health to mana spent ratio uh, or a higher healing per mana spent ratio um, and that's going to allow your allies to stay healthy in really long team fights um, and you're just going to get more healing for your mana right uh, let's say you're in a really long team fight against like an illidan or uh, actually sonya is semi-birth but let's just say all around enemy has like sustained team fighting. Uh, like so against Avala, for example, this is going to give you a ton of healing, and you can prioritize which hero obviously gets the most healing. Right, the first target uh, gets most of the healing, and it bounces to two more targets, and those two targets get half. Um, so if you notice here, restores to the bounced targets, it restores 366 health. Um, and Earth Living Enchant can give them a bonus 438. This is this is at level 20 supposedly. Uh, that's a ton of bonus healing, and it's going to allow your team to stay really healthy in long engagements, which Rhaegar typically isn't good for, but this will kind of make up for that. It just makes for a more balanced team fight. Now, I would say Earth Shield um, is a more competitive talent pick, uh, because you're basically giving a single ally 12% maximum shield. If you put that on a Diablo, that is a ton of health, um, and that's also going to be immediately 12%. So that's really good for clutch save. <laughs> it's going to be really good for clutch saving an ally, for example. Um, it's more of that clutch role that Rhaegar kind of fills. Um, but 
keep in mind that's only for three seconds it's not like permanent healing it's not going to give you the same numbers as tidal waves or earth living enchant but it's really good for engages which regar's team usually fits into um just because he's usually on double warrior teams which i will cover in the second half um level 16 i would take i mean it's really subjective it really depends on the team fight but usually you're gonna take earthbind totem earth grasp totem increase the slope to 90 percent uh for one second because it's going to turn into an almost aoe stun i mean obviously the enemy team is not stunned they're going to be able to use their abilities but their position is pretty much locked for that one second in an area um so that's going to really allow your allies to close in position themselves favorably favorably or however they want body block the enemy team uh it's just a ton of utility and since regar is often on the front line anyway um he's going to be in a good position to put that uh, earth grasp totem so hunger of the wolf ghost wolf attacks do extra damage and heal um this is a really good option if you're having to frontline a lot with regar so let's say your team only drafted one warrior and you have to constantly be in the front line to protect like your back line um this is a really good option for that because it will one allow regar to heal for free to deal a ton of damage so it's really great against uh enemy teams that have a lot of health especially like an asmodan um and it's just an overall really strong talent. Now, you won't be able to use that that often in a fight because, I don't know, what's the cooldown for Ghost Wolf? It's probably like five seconds. Um, so you will get some burst healing here and there, but just remember that's not sustained healing. Um, and that's also only single target damage. But uh, if you are having to frontline with Regar, that's a good option. Um, and it definitely makes your damage a little scarier. Rising Storm, every time Lightning Shield damages an enemy hero, increase that Lightning Shield's damage by 10%. Stacks up to 20 times. Now, the thing is with this talent, it's great with Lightning Bond, but it doesn't buff the Lightning Bonded Shield, if that makes sense. It just allows an increase in overall damage output. So, let's say uh, you have an ally. Okay, you know what? I'm going to switch back to the iPad. Um, if I can get it on. All right. Switching back to the iPad. Okay. Um, let's erase all of this. All right. Cool. Wait. <laughs> Wait, is this working? Hold on. Um, let's see. Oh, you know what? Hold on. Need to reconnect my iPad actually. Okay, there we go. Okay, so back to a team fight. Let's say um, this is. See, so you have like two enemy. Nah, let's say let's say this is the enemy. Team. This is this is their front line. Okay, uh, and let's say you have. A tank with you and a bruiser and maybe you're like hanging out right here hanging out right here and then here's your, here's your back line right just doing damage from afar okay what's really strong about that what was it called again rising storm is if if you cast rising storm on one of those frontline heroes and he's able to do damage to or stand in the area of two enemy heroes that's going to keep increasing in damage and chunk out a lot of their health. On top of that, you can transition into Ghost Wolf form and lunge into the front line because you have the, the whatchamacallit, the lightning shield on you as well from lightning bond. You're going to be doing your standard lightning shield damage from you and then increasing damage from the ally that's, that has the, the lightning shield on them. So it's a great way to actually get a ton of damage on the tanks first if they have a really beefy front line. Um, and overall, it's actually a good option in general because, like, let's say even if you have to cast it on yourself, it makes you a really strong 1v1 contender because you also have healing. Um, but let's pretend there's, like, an enemy that's, like, running away, right? Um, and let's say, let's say they're not mounted. You have you and you have an ally who's, like, slightly behind you. So... You're going to actually move a little bit faster because you're in Ghost Wolf form. 
and your ally is like catching up like walking speed, what you're going to be able to do is lunge in, from your ghost wolf form, place your uh, totem. I don't know why I'm trying hard to make this look nice. Place your totem, and that's going to slow the enemy team down. Actually, let me let me just check. It doesn't have to be. Yeah, you can cast it on anything. You can cast lightning shield on anything for the for the rising storm to work. Yeah, so you're gonna catch up to them, put your your totem down, shield the totem, and then that way the enemy hero is taking damage from you and from the totem, the rising storm extra damage as your ally catches up. Now, of course, you can apply that strategy anytime, regardless with Regar. Um, like just catching up in ghostful form, putting down a totem to slow, and then do, doing getting oh my gosh I can't talk today getting the shield down. Um, it, I mean it's just one of the strong traits about Regar. He's really great with chasing with a team, so that's why he also fits into really good dive comps. Um, but I think we are at the halfway point. I think let me just check the time. Yeah okay so we are. We're at half. We're at the halfway point of this episode. If you are watching live on Twitch, we're gonna continue on in just a moment. Um, but for those of you who are watching on YouTube, if you want access to the full hour session, just head over to Patreon.com/NexusRaiders. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com/N-E-X-U-S-R-A-I-D-E-R-S. Uh, if you want um, access to, wait, actually, I just said that. Um, <laughs> Become a patron on Patreon. Uh, all patrons, regardless of pledged tier, get access to these Hero 101 sessions. So be sure to become a patron if you aren't one already. And of course, like as I mentioned earlier, we'll be sending the MP3s and all of that good stuff. Um, so yeah, all right. Now we're going into the second half. Uh, and you know, let's you know, let me finish off with the level 20 talents um, before I go into compositions and how to draft with Regar. Um, his options are Farseer's Blessing, increase healing amount by 50%, allies near target are healed for 50% of the amount of health regained, uh, Gladiator's Ward Shout, increase Bloodlust blood Lifesteal from 30% to 60% of uh, basic attack damage done, Rewind, activate to reset the cooldowns of your basic abilities, and Storm Shield, activate to give all nearby allies a shield for 20% of their max health for 3, sec three seconds. Whew, excuse me. So, some. Oh, actually, let me let me set this back to heroes. So you're not looking at my iPad, which I just closed. There we are. Okay. So, first of all, I almost always take Storm Shield because it is a activatable trait, gives you an extra button to push. It doesn't consume any of your current abilities, and a 20% shield of their max health of any hero's max health is a considerable amount. Like even if you Storm Shielded a Chromie, like You'd, it would force the enemy team to spend more spells or spend more time auto-attacking to take take that Chromie out. Um, it's just a great AoE shield, and the area is ridiculous. Uh, I, I think this uh, Storm Shield ability is available to almost all supports, and some tanks even have it, just because it's so strong and it's so good, especially in teamfight scenarios. Um, Rewind is really good for burst damage, I would say. If your goal is to heal your team more in a burst setting or scenario, I would say go Storm Shield. Because if you're going to Chain Heal, Rewind, Chain Heal again, yes, you're, you're going to heal your team for a lot, but it also requires a little bit of extra skill, I guess, um, to get the most value of Rewind, which I'll cover in a moment. But if your goal is to help your team out in like burst damage scenarios like quick health to everyone storm shield is definitely the way to go don't take rewind for that healing but what rewind is really great for is increased burst damage so aoe damage so gosh dang it you know what maybe i should get my ipad out again yeah you know what? i'm gonna get my ipad out again All right, hold on hold on a second all right by the way ugh, by the way for everyone who's only listening to the MB3s. I'm so sorry. Like I'm, I'm drawing a lot here. You're gonna have to watch the video on YouTube later. Uh, just go to your Patreon account. Goodness. All right. Just go to your Patreon account, and then um, I'll post all of the full-length videos and the links 
in there and I'll email the links out to you as well. So um, once you become a patron, you'll be you'll get access to that personal live feed. Um, going back to using Rewind. Okay, so let's say, I don't know, enemy team, enemy team right here. All right. Uh, and let's say you have, you know, your, oh, I should really distinguish these somehow. All right, hold on. Let me change the color. Change the blue. It's blue rocks. Um, so the this is your team. Look, the star is you. All right. Um, let's say you did take rewind. What would be really strong is if you used your basic ability first, basic abilities first. So what you could do is lunge in right from ghost wolf form, plop a totem like roughly around here. All right, so this is like in front of your front line because that totem has like an area of effect, like let's say, okay, it's not gonna be that big, but you get the idea. Um, you want their back line to be slowed as well. You're gonna put that down, walk back, most likely heal yourself because you'll have taken some damage. That heal will bounce to nearby targets. Then you're gonna hit rewind, Oh, sorry, I skipped a step. Okay, you plop this down. As you're walking away, um, heal yourself and then put a storm shield on one of your allies. So now, let's say this ally has a storm shield on, not storm shield, lightning shield on them. And you also have one around you as well because, you know, lightning bond, because you should almost always be taking lightning bond at level one. Then you hit rewind and then immediately put the shield first on a different ally. Um, and then you, you're just going to have the same shield on yourself anyway. I mean, the duration will be increased by like, what, 0.2 seconds. Um, but this huge area of effect is what's actually, can't see my, oh no, my, I forgot to mirror my iPad. Sorry, guys. Okay. All right. There you go. Okay. Just to reiterate that. So this, these. Are your lightning shields and then this radius is your earth totem thing to slow all right okay good so the enemy team's mid area is now slowed because of your earthbind totem and two of your front line now have lightning shield on them what they can do is progress actually i'm going to change to a different color so you can see it easier they're going to move forward as they move forward, they're going to do a ton of AoE damage from the double lightning shield, and that's going to do a lot of damage, especially if you couple it with Rising Storm. You don't have to. Even without the Rising Storm talent, it's still going to be really strong. And then you can also move up forward and then drop another Earthbind Totem as well, and also heal yourself up, heal your allies, do all that good stuff. So that is a really great option if you need burst damage. So let's say if you come across an enemy team that has a lot of sustain healing, for example. So if you're going up against uh, like a Brightwing, this is a really good option. Against a Lucio, it's kind of uh, iffy because Lucio, Lucio has a speed buff. You're, it's going to be really hard to chase down that team anyway. Um, I could cover that in like a different session, but just for today, I think this is a really strong strategy. Even without Rising Storm, it's a ton of AoE damage. Um, and it allows your two front line to just walk straight into the enemy back line and force the enemy team to reposition. But they're going to be really slow when they do reposition. So let's go back to his level 20 heroic upgrades. All right, back on hots. Gladiator's Warshout. Um, situational, again, uh, because of what I mentioned before, how it can be easily countered in the draft. Um, but you know, it, it, it is a ton of healing. If you have a really strong auto attack team, this could definitely be the way to go. Uh, it makes Bloodlust that much stronger, um, especially if the enemy team doesn't have any evasion abilities or blinding abilities. Um, Farseer's Blessing, I hardly ever take this uh, just because of how finicky it is. I mean, yes, you can potentially get a ton of healing by taking this talent, but it's, well, one, it's based on the amount of health regained. Sorry, I'm talking specifically about allies near the target are healed. Because regardless, your primary target is going to be healed a ton. Like, you're hardly ever going to need the extra 50% healing. Um, you'd only be taking this if you have multiple front... Let's say you have, like, three 
three tanks or like a triple bruiser comp, right? This that is when you might want to take Farseer's blessing um, to get the health numbers back um, in verse, versus Storm Shield um, because it will heal in an area. Um, but the thing is, the amount of heal for the nearby allies is only 50% of the amount of health regains by the primary target. So even then, you know, it could work. It, it could really throw the enemy off. It's definitely really strong if you are constantly in sustained teamfight situations and your frontline is getting low. That's where I can see it being used. But Storm Shield is just so good because it's 20% of the max health um, and three seconds is a pretty long time. Within that three second time, you could put like a healing totem down. You can, you know, use chain heal, do all that good stuff. All right, so that kind of covers it for the talent options. Now I want to talk a little bit about uh, where Rhaegar fits in drafting. So Rhaegar does really well in dive comps and in multiple high health pool comps. And that's because of this healing totem. And I explain this. Other there are other supports who have healing totem like abilities, but they're either more vulnerable on like a higher cooldown. Uh, like I think healing ward is what it is. Uh, it has a really high cooldown. Um, I don't know about Karazim. I would need to check. But even on Karazim, you're usually taking uh, the the Earth Spirit. Earth, the Earth Spirit thing. So, um, one of the reasons why Rhaegar does really well with uh, high health pool heroes is because of this healing totem. What you can do is... Oh, you know what? I need a toggle. Uh, I don't care about that one, actually. Let's just toggle minions. Just so you have an example. Let's, let's pretend these foot soldiers are my ally tanks, okay? So if this is a teamfight scenario, pretend these are the friendly tanks, I can put the healing totem here. So it's still healing my front line, healing my back line and myself, and the enemy team, so let's say if my position here is the enemy front line, it's gonna be hard for them to reach that, oh, oops, it's gonna be hard for them to reach that totem. So that's gonna allow you to heal potentially up to 20% of your front line's max health during a team fight and that's really strong especially in uh sustained team fight scenarios like if your team has like a vala um a rainer or like a Grayman, something like that allowing your front line to stay healthy will help your back line continue dishing out damage safely so that's especially important uh when you're going into team fights and into drafting when you're thinking of picking regar um even if you lock Rhaegar early, picking a double warrior comp is just going to be really strong regardless uh, if he's on the team uh, because of healing totem and the utility that it provides. Um, Rhaegar is also, as I mentioned earlier, really good with dive comps. So that would be like a Tyrael, for example, or an Illidan uh, because of Lightning Bond and his Lightning Shield capability. Um, that's going to do a ton of damage if you have allied heroes who can be really sticky onto an enemy. Um, like even like a butcher, for example, you are going to be able to keep up because of your ghost wolf form. You have a baseline 20% movement speed, um, and you're going to be able to toss an earthbind totem with lightning bond at level one. You're going to be able to keep up with your allied dive hero, get a ton of damage from the double lightning shield, and of course your auto attacks and your uh, wolf lunge, um, and keep your ally hero healthy. And then as you're retreating, so let's say. Let's say I'm the front line and I'm retreating. You can pop your heal totem on your way back to heal you for the duration that you're in it retreating. And that's going to heal your ally as well. That's going to be really strong if you're escaping or if an enemy ally or if an enemy hero goes to help whoever you're chasing down or ganking. That's a really great escape path. You combo that with Storm Shield at level 20. You're basically always going to get away. And because of Earthmine Totem, you're going to allow your friendly allies to get away as well. So that's really where Rhaegar fits well in drafting. <clears throat> so I'd say he goes really well with Diablo, Tyrael, Butcher, Illidan. Uh, you know, it could go really well with Sonya. Um, Varian, very strong with Varian. Murden um, is also really strong in ETC. A lot of the main tanks. 
Gosh dang it. You know, I'm sorry. I'll figure out this issue next time whenever I do a Heroes 101 session. Fix up my headset. Um, but yeah, he Rhaegar works really well with those heroes. Um, I find that because Rhaegar has uh, crowd control as one of his core abilities with Earthbind Totem, um, you can even afford to go double bruiser at times if like the bruiser has like a potential stun. Um, like you could take like a variant variant Rhaegar and then another warrior. Uh, you could take a Sonya with Leave, another Bruiser with Rhaegar. Uh, because Rhaegar brings so much utility to the team, and he brings a lot of damage to the team. Now, some of his weaknesses is healing numbers, healing output. Um, but again, if you play Rhaegar uh, correctly, it shouldn't be a problem at all. You'll be able to heal your allies when needed, because once again, he is a... Like, a burst healer, in a way. Um, like a burst AoE damage utility type character. I think in his character profile, he's even labeled as, like, high utility. Um, how much time do I have? 6.02. Okay. Kind of getting close to the end. Uh, let's see. Dude, I still had so much stuff. I didn't realize I had this much to talk about Rhaegar. Um, I think I mentioned earlier maps that Rhaegar excels in. Uh, really big maps with a lot of camps. So that's going to be Garden of Terror, Warhead Junction, situationally. Uh, Cursed Hollow, really strong for him. Um... Rhaegar is really strong on Blackheart's Bay, but usually don't want the support camping. He can, um, and that's a great utility. That's like a very, it's a very win more situation. If your team is ahead, having Rhaegar on Blackheart's Bay is going to be ridiculous because he can clear camps really fast on his own, double soak if needed, the top and the mid lane. But uh, usually you don't want Rhaegar for that, um, but that is a way you can use him. Uh, talent options, we went over that. When to draft him, uh, I kind of mentioned the kind of comps that you want to have him in. Tips and tricks, I went over I went over most of the ones that I personally use, I think. Like using the healing ward to see around a corner for it. Actually, maybe I, maybe I didn't say that. But there is a cast range on heal totem. Uh, let's, oh, let me disable minions for a moment. You can cast it. Okay, so for example, oh, let me make sure you can see my screen. Okay, yeah, you can. Okay, so notice how I'm behind this ledge. Normally, I wouldn't have vision, but because of the cast range of Healing Totem, I can put Healing Totem there, and look, all of a sudden, I can see this huge area. So using Heal Totem both as a healing and a vision ward is going to be really strong in Rhaegar's kit. Uh, again, uh, getting that at level 4 is a huge early game advantage. Um, using that on uh, Infernal Shrines, for example, is really strong because... Uh, like if, if the enemy team is trying to kill the enemy uh, is trying to kill those like guardian things that spawn They're not gonna be trying to hit your uh, your totem Especially if your totem is out of the way or you can also use it to scout into an area. So like you can scout into a bush This trimo doesn't really have Many good bushes, but uh, let's say Let's say I'm over here, right and I know the enemy team has some gank focused heroes um, And maybe one or two are missing from the map this is the rough cast range of Healing Totem. I can do this. Plop it. It reveals the whole um, the whole bush or the vent. I'm at a, I'm at a relatively safe distance uh, if the enemy team doesn't have any like gap-closing abilities. And even if the enemy team has gap-closing abilities, Totem, Ghost Wolf, run away. Super easy. So Rhaegar is a very slippery hero. And a huge advantage of that is it frees up your front line to... Just protect the back line and to focus on engaging. They don't usually your team won't need to worry about protecting you because you are one of the slipperiest heroes um, that is going to be on the map and you have so much utility, utility and so many options to get away. Um, let me see what else I had on my list. Uh, play style, I would say, man, there's so much to go into depth about this, but uh, for Regar. In general, in teamfights and in lane, be really aggressive in lane um, because you can be. Because you can get away, because you can heal yourself, and because you can clear waves really quickly. Let's say you're going up against a... Uh, I don't know. Say say you're up against an Illidan, right? Uh, oh, actually, you know what? I can probably toggle that, huh? Yeah, let's, let's, let's put me against an Illidan. Um, is it going to let me? Okay, good. Uh, let's toggle minions as well. All right, so there's going to be an enemy Illidan. 
Um, oh, shoot. I should probably set my level lower, huh? Let me at level 7. Alright, so I'm taking Lightning Bond, taking Heal Totem, and Cleanse because that's the normal build. Alright, so enemy Illidan should be appearing right around here. Aggressive on the Illidan. Look at all this damage. I'm clearing the wave, and I'm, and I'm attacking the Illidan at the same time. Yep. Easy. Now, of course, a more skilled Illidan player will be able to like move, maneuver around, make it a little bit harder. But because Rhaegar has so much ability damage, uh, he can outlane very many... Oops. Very many heroes. Oh, I kind of messed up that one. Um, but yeah, you can even like heal up your minions to give them a harder time. Stuff like that. Um, and look, look how much damage that Feral Lunge did. So you can even back up, and this will probably kill him. Yep, that'll kill him. And then you just heal yourself. Uh, so... As you can see, Rhaegar's a very strong one-on-one -on -one or like 2v2 hero. Uh, that also makes him really great on maps like Dragonshire, which are very skirmish heavy. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say he's like, I wouldn't say Dragonshire is one of his best maps, um, but he's definitely very strong because of that, because he can keep up with rotations um, and because he can do a lot of damage, a lot of wave clear, and he has like a decent amount of single target damage, although he might not be very mana efficient. So, putting the healing totem in my line of pathing. I don't even need to heal myself, but super easy. Uh, as you can see, Regar is a really strong um, damage-bringing support hero. Uh, as I mentioned before, he's not going to have as much uh, healing numbers as some other heroes, but where he lacks in that, he makes up for in damage and utility. And I think that's basically all the time uh, I, can, I can talk a little bit more okay uh what is something else that i can talk about um actually you know i don't know i mean i could just keep killing this illidan to show you how it's done but it's like once you do that it's it's so easy um i guess one of the main things is re oh the cooldown is four seconds okay on the feral lunge one of the important things to keep in mind is the feral lunge Oops, you know, let me let me get out of Feral Lunch for a moment. Um, it allows you to auto attack instantly. So let me let me show you me attacking. Ugh, let's turn off Illidan for a moment. I don't, I don't want to deal with this guy anymore. All right. So okay, I'll attack an archer. So watch, I'm gonna hit Z right after an auto attack. Oh, actually, okay, let me do. This. See like that? It allows you to have a lot of burst damage because that Feral Lunch does 75% additional damage to you additional damage of your auto attack um so it's plenty of burst damage it's really strong um another thing if you can try to get that feral lunge damage out before using an ability obviously there's some situations and scenarios where you don't want to use it because like maybe the enemy frontline has a lot of lockdown you don't want to put yourself in that dangerous scenario then you know go ahead and use your abilities but if you can try to be mindful about using that feral lunge because that's a huge source of damage that you will lose out if you put an ability out or use use any ability before getting that auto attack in. Um, yeah, Frel Lunge is really, really good to use. Make sure you're using it regularly whenever it's off cooldown, if possible. Um, if you are taking Blood and Thunder, um, I would say try to stagger your Feral, your Lunge attack as well as you can to synchronize with your abilities. Um, actually, let me just demonstrate that right now. Let me reset. Reset talents. Okay, so Lightning Bond, Healing Totem, and Blood Thunder. Let's say you're taking Blood Thunder, all right? And then uh, let, let's say I have no vision here, so I'll use the Healing Ward as well. So I'm going to do this first. Put that there. Do myself. And then, oh, I missed. So you can actually put the, um, the whatchamacallit, the storm shield again on the totem if you time it correctly but uh yeah dude look how easy that was with regar um what that allow you to do is since you know lightning shield has a much shorter cooldown like half of your e if you do the math right you know what? i'll just go to the side and show you here let me just make sure you can see my screen okay good so oh you know i need to attack something okay i'll, I'll attack this all right so i'm putting my totem down and the shield Using my lunge as soon as possible. 
I can actually put that down, get a get a little bit more damage before the totem disappears. So like, I'll do it again. Three, two, one. I can do the shield, barrel lunge again, and then I'm gonna have the combo ready up soon. So look at that. So you can get a ton of damage this way. How much did I do? I'm doing like 300 something, 350 damage a second. Over that short period of time, I got over 10,000 damage done. Whoa, that's a lot. Actually, maybe that's accurate. Um, but yeah, that's a really great way to use Regar. Of course, it's not mana efficient at all, but it's great if you need the damage fast and if you need to... And if you're going to hearth anyway and it doesn't matter, then go ahead, go do that. Um, that's a really strong way to utilize Regar competitively. And, um, you know, I think that might be all the time we have. Okay, so... Um, that's all for this Heroes 101 session. Once again, I am Commander Chu. Uh, thanks so much for listening and being a part of the Nexus Raiders community. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming a patron by going to patreon.com slash Nexus Raiders and setting up a monthly pledge because uh, every dollar truly counts and helps keep the community going. Uh, one more time, a huge thank you to all of our patrons for making this series possible. And just a reminder to check your emails for the private link to this session's video and a downloadable mp3 version as well so good luck have fun and never game alone